On today's episode, I'm going to show you a case study of how one Toronto landlord increased the rent on their condo by 27% in just one year without doing any renovations. Stay tuned. Welcome to the True Condos Podcast with Andrew LaFleur, the place to get the truth on the Toronto condo market and condo investing in Toronto. Hi, and welcome back to the show. Thank you for listening and for your support. Once again, your reviews for the show are much appreciated. So if you want to leave a review for this show, just go on over to iTunes and click to leave a review. They're much appreciated. Thank you. So once again, on today's episode, we're going to look at how a case study of how one Toronto landlord increased the rent on their condo by 27% in one year, and they didn't do any renovations or make any changes to the unit. And so we're going to talk about how that happened, how they did that, and uh, what you as a, as a landlord in the condo market can learn from this. So... Uh, our case study here is at Westlake, Westlake Condos in Etobicoke. The address is 2220, so 2220 Lakeshore Boulevard. And um, the unit was rented out. This is a one-bedroom and den unit uh, on a sort of a mid-floor in the building. It's, uh, it's a sort of 40, 50-story building, fairly tall building. And it was completed last year. This is a 2015 completed building. And the unit was rented out last year, around May of last year, it was rented out for $13.75 per month. And just a few weeks back in October of this year, 2016, so just a little over a year later, it rented out the exact same unit with no changes made to the unit, rented out for $17.50 a month. So difference of $375 per month from the previous rental a little bit more than a year before, which represents about a 27% increase in the rent that that landlord is now going to be generating moving forward. So pretty amazing, right? Um, off the top, obviously, uh, you know, we've talked a lot on the podcast lately about how hot the rental market. So there is the rental market is very hot right now. And a lot of landlords, including this one, guys like this are, are taking advantage um, of the market and are getting fantastic rents, fantastic rents in today's market, all time highs being set in buildings all over the place. Um, so we want to talk about what uh, is going on here exactly and a few points to take from this and how did this come about? Well, the number one point that I want to get across in this podcast is that this is a common phenomenon that we do see time and time again in new, brand new condo buildings. So especially for new condo investors, new landlords who are buying into a condo building, uh, especially larger condo buildings, buildings with more than, say, 400 units, um, buildings where a lot of investors are buying. This is a common thing that we see where the first year that a building uh, finishes, the rents are significantly lower than the second year. And again, the reason for this, as you can imagine, is just the main reason is really supply and demand. So when a new building finishes, there's a lot, of, a lot of investors who bought pre-construction in the building, as there always are in any new building, especially larger towers. 
And those investors are all, all looking to rent their units at the same time. And so obviously a lot of supply in the market tends to uh, put downward pressure on rental prices. Again, this isn't always the case. It depends on the building. It depends on the location of the building, the demand in that particular area um, and other factors. But this is a this is a pattern that we do see time and time again. And um, it's just something to be aware of as a condo investor, especially if you're new to the game, that if you bought something pre-construction in a big building, you're waiting for that unit to come up and you're anticipating on renting it out, just be prepared that most likely there will be a lot of competition in that first year um, as you're looking to uh, to rent out your building. Side note here, actually, an interesting um, thing to, to, to think about when you're buying in a building. Um, in some ways, it's, it's for this reason, in some ways, it's good to be either on a low floor in the building or on a very high floor in the building. Um, because when you're on a low floor in the building, you're one of the first people to get occupancy. Therefore, you're one of the first people to rent out your unit. Therefore, you don't have a lot of competition because there's not a lot of units on the market yet. Or if you want to, if you're on a high floor, by the time you get occupancy on a very high floor in a building, then most of the building below you has all been rented out already. And so again, you have uh, less competition. But the issue is when you're sometimes in one of the middle floors, that's when you are facing the most amount of competition when you're going to rent out your unit because you've got occupancy after a large number of people have, but there's still a large number of people getting occupancy right after you. And so there's just a lot of, there sometimes can be a lot of units on the market at the same time. So again, just something to think about, uh, something to consider, um, not necessarily going to be a major factor in making a decision on uh, which unit to buy in a building or which floor to buy on, but just something to be aware of and to plan for if you're on a very high or very low floor um, can sometimes be in your favor from, uh, from a rental perspective when the building first finishes, building first uh, occupies. So yeah, that's the first point is just understand this is a common thing. We do see in new buildings where the rents will jump significantly after that first year, after the, the supply has all been absorbed um, in the building and, and the units are all rented out. And the next year, uh, when people are renting out their units, there's far less competition in the building and the rental prices tend to increase quite significantly uh, in the second year. Now, this particular increase of, of 27% is uh, not necessarily um, going to happen every time. This was a particularly big jump. Um, on this one that I noticed and I wanted to just sort of make a little podcast episode about it because I think it's very interesting. And again, it just is underscores the point of how hot the market is right now. This particular unit, by the way, is 573 square feet. And so at $17.50 a month, today's rent, that's over $3 per square foot. It does include parking and locker, uh, which is very common in this submarket in the Etobicoke waterfront area. Pretty much all the units there, you would expect to have parking, uh, parking spot and locker. Every pretty much everybody's having cars or has a car in um, in that particular area of the condo market. If you're talking downtown, of course, it's a different story. But still, three dollars over three dollars a square foot um, for this location is pretty incredible. Um, it was really not something that we could uh, have seen happening this quickly just a couple years ago, thinking $3 a square foot in this pocket in the Etobicoke submarket. 
sure, downtown, we, we started to see it a few years ago. And now it's absolutely, you know, sort of the, the bare minimum or an average uh, uh, downtown, $3 a square foot. But now we're starting to three, see $3 a square foot in these periphery areas outside the downtown, um, traditionally in areas where the rents are much, much lower. Very interesting. Um, and again, it goes to the fact that it's a great time to be a landlord in this city. Um, all signs are pointing to much higher rents uh, still yet to come in the years ahead. So if you're investing today, then you, you do have a very good uh, future cash flow opportunity ahead of you as well. So keep buying and, and keep holding that uh, real estate and, and continue to increase your rents as much as you can every, every year. So first point. Second point, just to remind everyone again, some people already know this, maybe you don't, but there is no rent control on condos. So there's no rent control on condos. So in Ontario, of course, there is. A, we are a rent-controlled jurisdiction. Um, in general, with most properties, you cannot increase the rent. Uh, when you have a tenant in a property, uh, you can increase the rent once a year if the tenant is, is continuing on in a property. The most you can increase the rent by is prescribed by the provincial government every year. And that amount is something along the lines of whatever the inflation inflation rate is, one, two, two and a half percent kind of thing. But when it comes to condominiums, condominiums that have been built um, anytime this uh, century, essentially, um, are not subject to rent control. So what that means is as a landlord, it's, it gives you tremendous power and flexibility. It's a great tool to have as a landlord that you can raise the rents at any time. So in this particular case with this case study, it was a new tenant who came in. So the first listing uh, from last year, that, that tenant obviously moved out and the landlord relisted it and rented it again to someone else. So when you're renting the condo or the property to a new person, then obviously there's never rent control and you can charge whatever rent you want when it's someone new. But in this case, if you are listening or if you know somebody who is, for example, a landlord in the uh, West Lake condo buildings or any condo building really that finished last year um, and now that tenant is still in the property, you might look at this and say, wow, like if you rented out a unit, for example, last year at 1375 or something like that, and now you see that this same type of unit today is going for 1750 you have the ability and it's within your legal rights as a landlord to go to your tenant and to um, obviously do the proper paperwork, but you can, you can increase the rent to whatever amount you wish um, and give notice to your tenant that that is happening. And the tenant obviously has a choice of either paying that rent or they must move out. So again, no rent controls on condos, and that can be a very powerful tool for you if you uh, were in this situation where maybe you rented at a condo a year ago or sometime in the past year in a new building. The rents were um, pushed down because of a lot of supply a year ago, but now today, less supply. Rental rates increase significantly across the city. Now's a good time to look at increasing your uh, rents to bring it up to market value and make sure that you are getting maximum uh, but fair, obviously, market value for the, uh, the property. So that's the second point. The third point to talk about on this case study is that 
again, when it comes to new condos and when, when the building is, is first finished, their desperation, what I've sort of written in my notes here is desperation can, can quickly turn to elation. Um, so what I mean by that is, you know, a, a year ago, the, this particular landlord was um, probably in a pretty desperate situation where they just needed to get their unit rented out at, at pretty much any cost. It was just sitting there empty and they were in a bit of a desperate situation. So they rented it out for thirteen seventy five a month which at the time probably seemed a little bit low, but that, that's what the units were going for. But now, just a year, only a year later, what a difference a year makes, right? Um, that desperation now is completely turned on its head, and you know the, that landlord is just enjoying unbelievable, amazing cash flow and return on investment sort of a situation now, and it's only been one year. So again, one mistake that so many new investors make is panicking, uh, selling too early, making a rash decision based on one point in time, not taking a long-term perspective on their investments, and, uh, and just missing out, missing out on tremendous profits that come if you're just a little bit, if you're just patient and you just wait, um, you know, sometimes as little as a year. It's really not that much time, but now they're, uh, they're this particular landlord's in a great position. So don't sell too early. Don't panic. Um, you know, again, in this building of this, I looked it up in this particular, uh, this exact unit type in 2015, there were 28 units rented out on the MLS system, 28 units of the same exact floor plan. Wow. Um, so more than half of the actual units in the building of that particular floor plan were obviously bought by investors and rented out in the 2015, the year that the building was new, 28 listings last year. This year, we're almost at the end of 2016 here, this year there have only been eight, eight listings versus 28 listings. So eight listings in 2015 of that one particular floor plan, this one plus den unit that goes all the way up the tower, 28 listings versus only eight listings this year. So you know, only about a quarter or a third of the the amount of supply available this year versus last year. So very dramatic drop off in supply. And now correspondingly, we're seeing the rents go up significantly as well. So what a difference a year makes. It's it's always comes down to supply and demand. And uh, when you're patient, good things happen. And anybody who, any one of those landlords who looked at, you know, who, who thought, wow, like this is terrible. I'm renting it out for 13, 1400 bucks a month. Um, I thought I was getting it more or whatever the situation might have been. And they sold those units. Well, now they're missing out on, uh, you know, again, amazing cash flow and amazing uh, uh, return on their investment every single month. And again, to give you an idea of, of the building today, um, again, there were 28 listings just for that one unit, you know, hundreds of listings overall for all units across the whole building, 490 units in this building. So it's a pretty big building, 490 units in this one building. And how many units are there available for lease today? Out of 490 units, there is exactly one unit available now today. One unit out of 490 units available for lease today, November 2016. 
just a little, a little over a year since the building is completed. So again, hundreds of listings to one listing available. Um, dramatic turnaround, dramatic change of events. Uh, it's not always that extreme. Again, part of it is the fact that the rental market is so hot right now and, and so undersupplied. Um, it's not always going to be the case like that, but uh, you can see certainly, hopefully, after listening to this podcast and understanding what I'm talking about, that uh, dramatic changes can occur within a given building within a very short period of time. So if you are in this situation, maybe you're in it right now, if you're in a new building somewhere in the city just registering and there's a lot of units available and you're thinking, what's Andrew talking about? It's not a hot rental market at all. I can't get my unit rented. Again, give it time. Uh, the supply will get absorbed. It always does. And once that happens, the prices will start to go up. And you can take advantage of that as a landlord, either by um, when your tenant moves out. In the case like this case study, the tenant moved out and they raised the rent. Or even if the tenant doesn't move out, again, because you're in a condo, you can increase the rents to whatever amount you want, whenever you want. Again, once a year uh, maximum, of course. Okay, there you have it. That's today's episode. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you got something out of it. And you can go ahead and share this episode with any of your friends and family. That'd be great. If you found it useful, you can share it on Facebook or Twitter or wherever you are online. Appreciate it as always. And until next time, I hope you have a great week and we'll talk to you soon. Thanks for listening to the True Condos Podcast. Remember, your positive reviews make a big difference to the show. To learn more about condo investing, become a True Condos subscriber by visiting truecondos.com.